0: Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise ye the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled, No Lack. And today's subtitle is, Why, Lord, Why? Have you ever asked that question, why, Lord, why, why is this happening to me? Then, my friend, this is one message that you do not want to miss. I believe it will really bless your life. And don't forget, everybody, that we are in a building fund program. If you've never given to Kingdom Rock before, if you've never given in support of the broadcast, now is the time to do it. I could use your help to raise the house of the Lord. To give, it's very simple. You can just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. KingdomRock.org. You'll find there a give button. Just click the button and fill out the information, and you can give right there online. Or if you prefer, you can text your giving. Just text to 770 766 7625. That number again, 770 766 7625. It's that simple. Just text that number and then put a dollar sign and then the amount. When you send the text, it will send you a link to log in your information. And then after that, you can give as often as you would like to. It's that simple. Or if you would like to mail in your donation, you can do that. Just write us at P.O. Box 1285, Bremen, Georgia, 30110. That's P.O. Box 1285, Bremen, Georgia 30110. It's that easy. And I want to thank you in advance for your support of Kingdom Rock Radio and for helping us to build the house of the Lord. Oh my goodness. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Why Lord Why? Right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. Hallelujah. Not just with finances, but with your heart, with love, with open arms, giving everywhere you go. If you do that, I tell you, people will actually want to be around you. I'm sure they want to be around you now, but we're talking about other people, right? They'll love to see you. Oh, because when you come around, there's always something good on your lips. You always have a word that says, you know, some of you remember that show, uh, uh, Cheers, of course, not advocating the show. But when Norm came in, it was like, Norm, everybody's glad to see you. Sometimes you want to go. Everybody knows your name when they're always glad you came. So forth and so on. Yeah. Hey, when you want to be around somebody, when they when you walk in, their room just lights up. Hey because they know, hey, you're about to add to me. You're not coming to to, to subtract. You're about to add. I love to be around people that add to me. Love to be around people that add. Ask your neighbor, are you an adder or a subtractor? You say, well, I don't know. Well, then listen to me this week. I want to encourage you to be an adder, to be a positive, to be a plus. And only you can determine that. Are you hearing? I hope you got that. Hallelujah. I hope you got that. Somebody was praying for that and you got it in Jesus mighty name. So you got you've got finances now in your hand. It's on assignment. Your money must be on an assignment. It has to be on an assignment. Your bank account has to belong to Jesus and he should be able to write a check out to whoever he wants to, whenever he wants to. Oh, boy, that's not popular, is it? (laughs) Got it. So glad the Lord got me paid already. I ain't got to worry about it. Praise God. Are you hearing so once again, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to our online community. We bless you in Jesus mighty name. We're so glad that you decided to uh, tune in and see us this morning. God bless our Periscope community. Let's give God a hand of praise for our Periscope community as well. Hallelujah. Our well, Periscope community. If you go to the website www.kingdomrock.org, you can see this on the fancy camera www.kingdomrock.org. Yeah, here we go today. All right, turn your Bibles with me to the book of Judges, Judges, the sixth chapter. We're going to continue in this series entitled, No Lack. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to have no lack if it kills one of us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. You're going to have abundance. You're going to have a full supply. You're going to have more than enough. You're going to have overflow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm praying that God will bless you with so much that you'll have no room to receive it. Yeah, a couple of people that, that they're receiving that. I'm praying that you have so much that you'll have no room to receive it. No room to receive it. You must give it out to others. You have so much. And that you will be actively looking, searching, calling. Who can I give this to? I am so richly blessed. Who can I bless? Who can I help? That is your destiny. Come on. You got you got to agree with me. That is say that is my destiny. That is my destiny. I am a giver. I am a giver. Are you hearing? That's your destiny. That's your destiny. All right. Let's look at Judges, the sixth chapter. I'm going to read. We're going to read uh, verses one through 14. Very familiar text of scripture. And the Lord brings us here. Again, on our journey uh, to no lack, he brings us here in our journey to no lack. And what I want you to know, again, that it is God's desire for you to flow with more than enough in your life. Not so that we can buy bigger houses, bigger cars, a whole lot of jewelry, minks, fur coats, Gucci and Gucci and Hoochie (laughs) bags or whatever they are. Or whatever the popular bag is on the market. (laughs) Nothing wrong with these things, but our time is growing short. Our time is growing short on this planet. Our time is growing short. And and I cannot imagine, uh, I cannot imagine that we have more time. We've got a whole lot of time to buy a bunch of junk. Now, here again. Buy your big house. No problem with it. I'll come over and celebrate with you. You hearing? Uh, Go get your car. I'll I'll celebrate with you. Are you hearing me? Mm -hmm. But don't let the big house, the big car, this or that and the other rob you of your eternal destiny. Are you hearing? You're meant to have more than enough. Why? So that you can share with others. There's a whole lot of poverty in this world, a whole lot of sickness, a whole lot of disease, a whole lot of problems, whole, whole lot in this world. Why can't God use you to be an answer? Are you hearing? Why can't he use you to be the answer? Why do they always have to get a, a loan or go to the pawn shop? Why can't you have a full supply and abundance to give to those that are in need? Why does the government have to take care of the, the widows and the fatherless? Why can't we do that here? Hey, uh, mother so-and-so here's an extra five hundred dollars this month. This won't help you out. God bless you. God bless you. Why can't the church do that? Hallelujah. Thank God for Mr. Obama and Mrs. Um, and all the other people in the White House. And all the other people doing their thing. But I believe that the church is the one. The church is the one who should handle social change and take care of those that are in need. But because we failed to do that as a church, the government had to step in. You understand that, right? It wasn't always that way. We took care of our own people, took care of their own. The church, the church took care of its own. But somewhere around there, we got greedy and decided to take care of only ourselves. And then we have a whole slew of people that were now in need. And what are we to do? Well, the world has to step in and see and try to take up the slack when we weren't able to do it ourselves. Does that make sense to you? But we are the blessed ones. And we've got to have that mentality. We've got to have that mind. You must have that mind of more than enough. You've got to have that mind of more than enough. God will give you dreams. He'll give you inventions. He will give you businesses. He'll give you uh, these great ideas to funnel the wealth into your hands. Your hands. Your hands are blessed hands. Look at your hands for a moment. These hands were not meant for poverty. These hands were not meant for lack. These hands were meant to give abundantly flow to others. Listen, I pray it come to the point that if you go when you go to work, it's for fun. Because it's a kingdom assignment and you're not there for a filthy lucre. That's what the Bible calls money. Yeah, thank you, Jean. You're not there to get a check. You're there because you're on an assignment from God. Are you hearing me? I'm here because I'm on assignment for God. God always, already has me taken care of. I'm here because I'm commissioned to be here. Because they need they need God needs a cashier to be there because someone is going to come in. They'll need to have a word. God needs maybe that that spirit filled doctor because this person needs that spirit filled doctor. They need to hear a word. He may need that prison guard. He needs that uh, street sweeper wherever we are in the world. You're there on an assignment. I'm not here for a check. I'm here because I'm on an assignment from the king. And you're loaded. Hallelujah. Yes. Ah, praise Jesus. Yes. Are you feeling me? Are you understanding me? Well, it's got to start with you. It's got to start with you. So again, I asked you earlier, take out some money in your hand. Some of you thought, well, it's gonna put it in, we gotta give it an offering plate again. Well, that has been the prevailing thought in many churches, so I don't blame you. But what I want you to do is even now think about who can you bless? Who can you bless? And where they will be. Ask God to put you in a place at a gas pump somewhere where you can just bless them and let them know. Don't release the blessing without telling them the source. Tell him this is a demonstration of the Lord Jesus's love for you. I want you to know that there's somebody who cares about you. And then you release the blessing. Are you hearing? The Lord, to will give you the words to say. He'll give you the words to say. Amen. Hallelujah. Judges six chapter judges six. I want to pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this word that you've given us today. Lord, I pray that you would just speak expressly today by your spirit. And Lord, that you would cause us to hear your word so that, we may, so that we may move forward and higher and beyond in the kingdom of God. Lord, we love you so very much. Speak to us by way of your spirit. Lord, we thank you today for the blessing. And we receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Judges 6 chapter. Judges 6. Y'all stay with me today. Amen. Sermon number three. Judges six chapter verses one through 14. This is how it reads. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Somebody say again. If you read through the Old Testament, you'll see that that phrase quite a lot, a whole lot of times. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made themselves rather made them uh, the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the uh, Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou, till thou um, come unto Gaza and left no substance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. Verse five, for they came up with their cattle and their tents and they came as grasshoppers for multitude for both they and their camels were without number and they entered into the land to do what to it destroy. to destroy it. Verse six. And Israel was greatly impoverished, say greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Now you can uh, make a special note there at verse number six. We're going to come back to that. Verse seven says, and it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a what? Prophet. The people of God were oppressed. And they cried out to the Lord because of their deep poverty, their deep suffering. God did not send a bolt of lightning. He did not send a plague. He sent a word. You want to get this in a second? Verse, verse eight, um, Rather, let's go back to verse seven. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord uh, because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, uh, which said unto them, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. Verse 10 And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the, um, of the uh, Amorites uh, in whose land you dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Verse 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, uh, which was in Oph- Ophrah, not Oprah, by the way. Which is an Ophrah, uh, that pertaineth unto Joash, the uh, Aberite. and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, uh, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Verse 13. And Gideon said unto him, "O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our father showed us, uh, saying, did not the Lord bring uh, bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of Midian. Verse 14. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy night and thou shalt save Israel uh, from the hand of Midian of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? We'll stop right there. A lot was said today. I want you to notice verse uh, verse number six again. And there, there there's there's so much here. So much here. I want you to notice some things here. Verse six talks about the condition of Israel. For seven years, they were in this condition. They were greatly impoverished. Greatly impoverished. That is, they were in great lack and suffering. Now, these were the people of God, the children of God. The blessed people, the blessed, these were God's chosen people on the earth. The father chose to allow his presence to dwell with them. These are the people that should always be in abundance, that should always have more than enough. These are the people Who are God's showcase when the Lord wants to show the entire world who he is like and and he wants to show the world his goodness. He points to his people. Which is the same for us. When God wants to show an unbeliever, show someone that is without Christ, how good he is. All he needs to do is point to you. Look at that person. Look at their marriage. Look at their relationship. Look at their children. Look at how I am blessing them. You are God's showcase. Can't get no talking here. All he needs to do is point you out. But here we see a great conundrum, if you will. An impossibility. Something's wrong here. When God would point to his people, look at them. They're greatly impoverished. They're broke. Toe up from the flow up. (laughs) They need a check up from the neck up. Something's wrong. The picture is skewed. The picture is skewed. They're not a picture of abundance. They're a picture of lack and they are terrified of the enemy. They have built themselves homes in caves because they're so afraid of the enemy. They're afraid to live out in the open. So they've got to go hide in mountains and hide in holes and we see Gideon so afraid of the enemy, so terrified that he is threshing wheat that, you know, he is trying to uh, thresh wheat uh, to make um, to get enough wheat to go and make himself some bread or something. And he's doing it in the wine press. He's doing it in a small hole or a large hole. He's throwing up wheat, you know, and he's threshing it. And, you know, he's doing that. This is something that is normally done out in the open. Yes. You throw the wheat up and the wind blows through the blows, blows through the wheat and it drives off the chaff. And what comes down is the nice, pretty corns that, you know, people can eat and do cook, cooking stuff with. Are you hearing? But he's terrified. They're all afraid. And it's a double whammy. To be broke and afraid. Because every year when they were trying to go and sow, here comes the enemy coming to destroy it. Every year when you try to get something going for your life, here comes the enemy and destroy it. When they had sown, in other words, when harvest time came, here comes the enemy destroying it, trampling it under feet. And you can never get ahead. Never get ahead. I'm not sure if anybody's ever been in that situation before. No matter how much you try, you can never get ahead. It feels like something always pulling you down. And, you know, it's not supposed to be that way. But it seems like every time you get up, you take one step forward, you be pushed back twice. Push back two steps, one foot forward, back twice. You can never get ahead. And something inside of you resists that because you know it's not supposed to be that way. So we see an image here. The people of God, greatly impoverished, and they are terrified. Terrified. Here's the condition. So they've cried out to the Lord. And the Lord does not send an angel of war. He sends a message. Are you hearing so let's go back into this in a second and just for a moment and let's see why are the people of God in this condition? Now, uh, there's another before we do that, there's another impossible statement that's here. Impossible. It's like saying uh, the sun S-U-N, in in the sky, the great ball of fire. You know, it's like saying that the sun is ice cold. You say what? How can that? How can that be? It's, it's like it's an impossibility, like some things just don't go together. Like, um, I don't know, jalapenos on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Well, maybe for some of you, I don't know, but some things just don't go together. They should not be put in the same sentence. Look at this sentence I'm about to show you. As a matter of fact. uh, Let's look at verse number. Yeah, verse number two. I want to show you this impossible statement. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Stop there. The hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. An impossible statement. Midian represents the devil. The word Midian there, the word Midian means strife, confusion, argument. It prevailed. The devil prevails against God's people. Huh? You have an image there of the devil's foot upon the people of God's neck. Huh? That's a good head-scratching moment. How was that possible that the devil could prevail over Israel? Are you still with me today? To prevail means uh, that the enemy was stronger. What? Prevail means that Israel tried to fight. (laughs) (laughs) But the enemy stopped every one of their advances. How was that possible? You being formed in the image and likeness of God, you Israel was truly God's chosen people, handpicked, picked out of all the generations on the planet. You, born again, child of God. How is it possible that the enemy could have his foot on your throat? How is it possible that he is prevailing over your life? Mighty quiet in here today. Are you here? It's an impossible thing. Let me show you another impossible thing. And I love this. Go with me in your Bibles. Uh, to John, John 19. Let me show you how this is possible. How is this possible? How is it possible that the devil could overrun you, a child of God, born in the image of God? You filled with God's spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. The blood of Jesus has washed you and made you clean. How is it possible you sit Sit uh, in Christ and Christ is in you and Christ sits at the right hand of God, the place of ultimate power and authority. There is none other power and authority over him. How is it possible that the enemy could ever win against you? Let's go to John again. John 19. Are Are you with me? This is a scene here when the Lord Jesus was taken to Pilate. And Pilate is about to say a few words to him. And Jesus is going to say something back. Listen to what is said here. John 10, verse number, rather John 19, I'm sorry, John 19, verse 10, 11. Listen to what it says. Then said Pilate unto him, speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and I rather and have power to release thee? Don't you understand who I am, Jesus? I am Pilate. I have power to take your life if I want to, or have power to release and let you go. It seems to me the enemy saying, I got my foot on your neck, Jesus. How did the Lord respond to that? Verse 11. Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivereth me unto thee hath the greater sin. He said, You would have no power of me except my father allowed it. It takes God Almighty. Oh, Lord, help me explain this. Help me explain this. God in you, the father in you, the spirit of God within you. The blood of Jesus in you and over your life is so powerful and unrestrainable and uncontrollable. That it would take an act of God, the father, the sovereign God of the universe to dumb you down so that the enemy can put his foot on you. There is no devil in hell or on the earth that can defeat you or that can threaten you without the father's permission. Does that make sense to you? So as we go back here in Judges, there's something here. There's there is some reason here. why the enemy has been authorized by God to put his foot on their neck. What is it? Let's look at it again in verse number one starts off with it there. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and the Lord delivered them into the hand the word hand means power, strength control and the Lord delivered them the children of Israel did evil and the Lord delivered them the children of Israel did evil and the Lord delivered them he released them we can almost say strip them of their ability to fight against their enemy. For seven years. Now, I want to know what kind of evil is this? Hey, 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 hey. What kind of evil is this? Did they, did they all go down to magic place or something? I mean, city. What did they do? Well, they're all adulterers and and, and this and that and the other. What did they do? What kind of evil is this? Well, the Bible also tells you what kind of evil it is. If we look in verse number 10, we'll see what evil. What offends God so much that he says, okay, I will remove my power and strength and authority for a moment. And your enemy will prevail over you. For a moment. What is this? Verse 10 says, and he said unto you, this is the word of the Lord that came through the prophet. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the, um, um, the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. He said, don't worship fear, meaning worship, honor, respect, revere. Don't worship these other gods. You'll find that the God that they were serving here, that the people of God were serving, was the God known as Baal B A A L, Baal, or yeah, Baal. Which actually means Lord. The people of God had replaced the, the service, their service of the God of the, the Creator of the universe, a sovereign Lord, with something that was made by the hands of man. Something that they could see. They had switched lords. They openly decided. God, we no longer want you, Father. Elohim, we no longer want you. Jehovah Jireh, we no longer want you. We want this God that we can see and feel. Are you hearing me? Getting ready to close in a few. The worship of of Baal was very popular because it was a very sensual religion. Very sensual because part of the worship of of Baal involved temple prostitutes. I got to go to church today. (laughs) Can't miss my service. No, sir. It involved temple prostitutes, very sensual, very much of the flesh. But understand something. Anytime you gratify the flesh for a moment, it always leaves you with a bigger hole. Always a bigger hole. And so they went, hey, temple prostitutes, you walk in the church, don't tell them what you see. ooh, it." Ooh, They were there for your worshiping pleasure. (laughs) Many times um, Baal, the false worship of this. This idol God, which was really controlled by a demonic power. Would also they would also offer up their children. In the worship, bring their babies and burn their babies on the altar for sensual pleasure. Grab a hold of that. So they may worship Baal. This God that brings, it promises fertility of crops, it promises, you know, you're going to have lots of crops, no words you'll have lots of money and you'll have lots of kids and, and I'll fight your enemies for you. This is what Baal promised. All you have to do is just come in and, and worship and, you know, just let yourself go and, and give me your babies every once in a while. That's exactly what's happening in this country, in this world today. as people worship their bodies, as we worship the sensual gods of this world and sacrifice our babies on the altar of abortion. Oh Jesus. Well, praise Jesus. It's tight, but that is exactly what's happening. So what's happening here? What's going on? They're worshiping Baal. They've changed lords. And when you change lords, you also change what comes upon your life. Lord means ruler, the one, the governor, the one who stands high And whoever stands high over your life, it is their characteristics that will fall down upon you. Whoever your Lord is, this is the one that you would expect to provide for you. This is the one who you expect to keep you. This is the one who you will lean on when things get tough and hard. Whoever your Lord is. Whoever your Lord is. Who is your Lord? Jesus is my Lord. Show me your checkbook. <laughs> Jesus is my Lord. Let me talk to your husband or your wife. <laughs> Jesus is my Lord. Let me talk to your children. Jesus is my Lord. Let me talk to your co-workers. For some, he's just the Lord a few minutes on Sunday morning. But see, I didn't come. I never come to church. I don't come to church for a show. I don't come to church for a social encounter. This is not entertainment for me, although some of you can be very entertaining. (laughs) The worship of Christ, the worship of God is life. It's not something you can take on and take off. And if you if we didn't know, I apologize with all my heart. I apologize if any of you thought that I was here for entertainment purposes I apologize if you think that I just get the messages from the Internet or from the comedy line or comic comedy, whoever. And I just present something to, you No, when I stand here, I speak as an oracle of God with a word from God, with a prophetic utterance to tell you what thus say of the Lord. And it's my goal. It is my goal with all that is within me to do my best as the spirit of God gives me utterance. To transform you by the power of his spirit to look just like Jesus. Amen. That's my goal to look like him. So if that's what you want. Praise God. Stay there. If that's not, you're going to feel mighty hot in your seat. Are you hearing? Why, Lord, why? We got just a few more moments. Why, Lord, why? We're doing good today. Amen. Why, Lord, why? Why is the enemy prevailing over me? Why is he winning? Why can't I get ahead? Check to see who your God is, who your Lord is. Who is your Lord? And one sure way of finding out who your Lord is, check your pockets. Where do you spend your time? Where's your heart? My heart is with Jesus. Yes, it is. Well, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if Jesus is your Lord, I ought to hear him. I ought to hear his words come out of your mouth. But for many of us, Jesus is not the Lord. It's strife. It's gossip. It's envy. It's worry. Because this is what floods out of our heart. Hallelujah. So we see here, this is actually an act of mercy by God that He allows His hardness to come upon the people of God. Because if they were doing well, they would never turn to Him. And they would dig themselves deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper in the hole that they could never come out of. So the Lord says in simple, he, his Bible says he delivered them to the Midian. All the Lord all actually had to do was just take a step back. Yeah, they are. They won't listen to me. He said, I told you don't worship them. I told you don't honor them. I told you don't do it. But you didn't listen to me. You wouldn't listen to me. I told you to leave him alone. I told you to leave her alone. I told you not to buy that. I told you don't go there. I told you, but you wouldn't listen to me. I told you. And so now by the mercy of God, hardness has come. Don't seem so merciful, Lord. But by the heart, by the mercy of God, hardness has come, and this hardness has caused them to call out to the Lord once again. Isn't it strange sometime and I think we' going't it strange sometime that sometime the only time we praise when something goes wrong? Isn't it strange? I knew people from, for years who were in the church every day. You couldn't stop them. And we prayed and we prayed and prayed, Lord, help me get a job. Lord, help me get a job. Lord, help me get a job. And they got a job. And whoop, they were gone. Lord, help me get a promotion. Lord, help me get a promotion. Lord, help me get it. And whoop, they were gone. So what's the incentive for the job? What's the incentive? Is it going to make us just leave God alone now? Once we get it, we go. Hallelujah. So it takes something to handle the blessing. So we're going all the way back back this way again. If you are experiencing lack in any portion or any size of your life, check to see who your God is, because that's not supposed to be. There's a woman I saw on television documentary, very strange. Um, when she was when she walked, she couldn't speak. She would have a horrible stammer, something, something. Physical, illogical, mental something happened to her. She couldn't speak. She, I mean, she, she couldn't. But when she would jog, she could speak clearly. Really, honestly, they had her on the news when she was sitting. She couldn't talk when just 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 walking. She couldn't talk. But when she started jogging, the cameraman follow her as jogging side by side. And she would just speak it. Hold on a nice, normal conversation. Nice, nice, normal conversation. I forgot the name of the condition, but it was odd. It's, that was not something that was supposed to be. And I'm telling you just how that is odd. You being broke, you being without is just that same type, type of odd. You being sick is that same type of oddness. You being depressed or worried is that same type of oddness. It's not supposed to be. Amen. That's right. Listen, God will accept what you accept. If you say, I guess I'll always be this way. Uh, I guess is what it is. Then it will be that. But if you receive it as odd and something that's not supposed to be, I'm telling you that you set yourself up with something great and grand. So today you've heard the word of the Lord. Question is now, what do you plan to do with it? Today you've been offered keys, been given keys that can drastically change your life. Question is, what will you do with it? I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 I believe that there are some of you here today that are ready to walk into that abundance. We pray that you are richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website. At www.kingdomrock.org We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you. And we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.